Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In 15 minutes, the final keyword of the day here on KFI. So be listening, and more importantly, be listening for the instructions so you know what to do with that keyword. You can't eat it. You have to send it somewhere in order to possibly win the inflation bonus cash. Well, Deborah, Mark, there's been a rush of people being killed by dogs. I don't like this. This is the fourth story I've read in the last month. Apparently, an Amazon driver's body was found in someone's yard in Missouri. He got mauled by two dogs while delivering a package. Uh, Pit bulls? uh, You see that woman in Tennessee that. that, that was trying to save her kids from uh, being mauled by a dog and she got all chewed up too and they were killed no i didn't see that that happened like a few weeks ago yeah, it was a mother in tennessee there's got to be pit bulls involved oh uh, yeah does it say in the story what they are yeah it's not a poodle or a beagle no <laughs> a or a westy mix or like my dog oh it's yeah. a german shepherd and an english mastiff oh uh, that's uh they can be criminals too they ran into the house they became aggressive the deputies came along with medical staff they shot and killed him. Oh, well, I, don't do uh. They're killer dogs. I know. I do. Boy, I, look, you're zero for three on the ethical no, questions today. <laughs> you really? There should be no uh for killing dogs Let's and kill me people. Let's be clear. I get it. I feel bad for the dogs because no, I wonder, your initial reaction is the truth. You went oh. Well, yeah. I feel bad for the dogs. Obviously, no, I feel worse. no, they're I killers. They're evil, just the like Amazon people are evil. Driver, I do, but why? Why are these dogs? Uh, seriously. People are training these dogs to be killers. I can't imagine. My dogs are the sweetest dogs. I'm going to tell you right now, they're not going to kill anybody. Well, it's a dangerous world. It's for security. Well, you know what? John will tell you. Can you imagine the kind of juror she would be? We were on a jury with her. I would jump out the window. We would be voting for the death penalty. She'd tie us up for three and a half weeks. (laughs) Male English Mastiffs can get up to 230 pounds. That's like four Debras. Wow. I suddenly pictured her with like four heads jumping. It's a very sad story. And it no, is. I'm not happy that this Amazon delivery driver was killed. All right. Before anybody writes me about that. That's right. 
You Amazon drivers driving around all day listening to us. Now you know <laughs> how she feels. Uh, we were just talking about Jeffrey Dahmer. There's quite a story breaking tonight out of Iowa. We have a woman who is accusing her dead father of being a serial killer, killing as many as 70 women. And apparently, she says, forcing her and her siblings to dump their bodies in a 100-foot well. Local sheriffs believe her story. And they've actually already uncovered what appears to be some remains on the five-acre farmland property. He died in 2013. And her story is that we, we felt that he would kill us too if we did not help him dump these women, women into the well. Apparently what they did next is they poured like chemicals and acid to try to well, know, dissolve the bodies. She's part of the crime here. But she was a child. Okay. Let me ask you. Your dad comes home from work, right? You work yeah. for the city. Comes home from work. And he tells you, it's like, Ken, he calls your brothers over. I killed a girl today. She's in the trunk of the car. I want you to help me take this, uh, this girl, this dead girl out and dump her in the well, the backyard. Let's do it now before mom comes home. And I want you to pour acid. How many times does he get you to do this? If I'm eight years old, I don't know. If you're eight years old, do you think you would have done it? I don't know. Now I'm worried. Children are often under the spell of their parents. The parents oh, no are the way. ultimate authority. Oh, no way. Maybe it was wrapped up in a blanket and didn't know what it was. Uh, yes, I don't understand that. She said, every time I went to the well or into the hills, I didn't think I'd be coming back. I thought he was going to kill me because I wouldn't keep my mouth shut. That's just a survival instinct, John. No, running away is a survival instinct. But where do you go? You're on a farm in the middle you're, of nowhere. You're, 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 you disappear. You run. You get to the police. They had to you're, pile dirt and chemical lie on top of the I bodies. I wouldn't be there. See, I'm... Come on. Well, they haven't officially discovered remains, but they are going to search the property to see if her story pans out. Uh, what's weird about this guy is apparently he was married, but one of his wives allegedly strangled herself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did the Epstein, huh? I guess so. Yeah. All right, so they're looking into the story. We'll keep sex, an eye on it. Sex workers and transients. Donald Dean Studi. Yeah, allegedly that's who he brought home uh, to a trailer. This is where he killed them. Yeah, he claims, sex workers and transients, right? right? She claims she told teachers and priests and law enforcement officers across Iowa and Nebraska, but nobody would listen to her. Now suddenly they are. It's hard to believe. Yeah. Well, they're believing her right now, and uh, they are suspicious enough, and they got cadaver dogs looking on the property. We'll see if the story plays out, because apparently they have to bore a well in order to get down there. Well, they should find for something. For the area where, allegedly... They're, they... they're getting hits from the uh, search dogs. Yeah, they're getting something. Yeah. All right, now we uh, move over to the purple line. When Joe Biden was here a couple of weeks ago... One of the big stops he made besides buying tacos with Karen Bass, he went to John's West Side to check out the Purple Line extension. This is going to bring the subway from downtown L.A. all the way to the West Side to the West Los Angeles VA Medical Center. Nine miles. It's uh, what they're trying to build, though, is a 2.6 million 
2.6 mile phase of the Purple Line. And it's in the news now because they have halted construction. Dozens of workers have been injured in the last year. They've fallen off ladders, crushed fingers, slipped in mud, been struck by falling slurry, and hit in the face by a failed hose while trying to build this thing. And guess who the contractor is? The famous Tudor Perini. Wow, we know that name, don't Weren't we? Weren't those... Uh, in, that, yeah, that's, that's high-speed rail. High-speed rail. <laughs> what is with this company? That's what they specialize in, is rail and, and subway projects. Yeah, what else do they specialize in? They... Well, they're I mean, not going to continue until they come up with a plan to make it safer there because they just decided Metro decided too many workers are getting hurt. And that's costly too, workers comp. And since well, July and, of last and, year, there have been 32 injuries inside and around the project. 13 required medical attention. You know, you don't reported. hear about injuries with high speed rail because they've never built anything. Yeah, it is funny. You don't hear about. Well, they're they're building the viaducts, right? Isn't that what they've been putting up? Yeah, but not much else. This project has been tying up Wilshire Boulevard for quite a while. I've been avoiding Wilshire. Uh, I've most seen of that. The time. Yes, yeah. I have. You're right. I've noticed that too. Yeah, they close lanes, and yeah, it's difficult even to drive north south through there past Wilshire. Yeah, they have these high uh, fences up to try to shroud the. Uh, the construction project that's going along. It says the inside edge. the tunnel, ventilation is poor, standing water and muck are common, and ramps to and from the tunnels are unstable. Wow. So they don't, uh, they, you would think with all the OSHA style bureaucracy that that wouldn't happen even for a day. Since construction started in 2018, there have been 43 injuries that needed medical attention. So they let it go on until this point where they thought it's enough and they're going to halt it. This is, of course, supposed to be completed by 2027. So we're still five years away from this, well, this extension was, being finished. This was Garcetti's big lie because this was a tax, uh, what was it, Measure M? It was a, it yeah. was a sales tax increase in, in L.A., and he sold it at, as relieving traffic, remember? Yeah. And then it turned out most of the money was going for this stupid, wasteful metro system which, again, is just uh, express trains and buses for vagrants, mental patients, and drug addicts. And I assume that's what's going to take most of these new trains on these new oh, rail lines. If it's going from downtown to the west side, that's going to be a vagrant express. Oh, yeah. They're going to want to get over to your neighborhood, John, and panhandle. Oh, they, there's, they, there's neighborhoods in Santa Monica where they're furious with the uh, expo line. Oh, the expo line, yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's another uh, mental patient express it brings homeless people into this Santa This will be Monica. like the poor Long Beach people no, with, no. The, uh, with the blue line that drops no, them off. No, I'm going to get a good laugh because all, all, the, all the good progressives on my side of town are probably very supportive of this uh, mass transit project. You know, we need alternative ways. We can't all be driving cars on freeways all the time. And you just wait till the homeless come flying in by the hundreds <laughs> and then squatting on your front lawn. Well, the Koenig's uh, suspension that took place last week will run through at least November 7th. If uh, the company can meet the demands for more safety from Metro. All right. When we return, the keyword. It's the word you need to possibly win some inflation bonus cash. John will give you the instructions as to how to have a chance at that money. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right. Some stuff from Hillary and Joe in a moment. But we got to play you what we found to be a funny piece of audio. 
Today, the Los Angeles City Council did meet in person again. They're going to try to do that the rest of the week and from now on, despite the protesters who don't want them to conduct any business unless De Leon and Cedillo resign. That's not happening. So we thought you'd enjoy an angry female because, listen carefully, they did take public comment, not only in person, but virtually. You could also make comments like they did last week with people either on the phone or online. Uh, this woman gets worked up and, uh, well, she's thanked anyway at the end. Uh, here you we go. seriously need to rethink how you're treating Angelinos, especially those that have been unafraid to call City Hall out on its racist and hateful bullshit. So, if so you we, think heftily pushing through so half reforms is the way to keep your job, think so, again. Sp- speaker, you need to listen to Angelinos you to and you need to make thoughtful reforms. And let their CDs be represented by someone that deserves the position. You, I'm done. Okay, thank you. <laughs> what, what happened there was, yeah, when you heard that background noise, you can hear the protesters and then you can hear who was ever moderating this, trying to tell her to be a, a yeah, different the, topic. That, that noise was coming every time uh, the official opened the mic. His that's mic. right. That's right. That's so then you heard, you heard, that's why when I first heard the clip, I was like, what happened there? I seem to have two sets of audio, but okay. that's what happened. And she did use the old government teat, John. You like that sucking one. at the government teat. Teat. The yeah. Teat. <laughs> but we enjoyed the fact that after she gave the FU sign off, uh, he said, thank you. Yeah. yeah play the, the, the last line again. I love it. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> no, play the F. You, I'm done. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. Yeah, but they're, they're, you know, sometimes we get that in the moist line. We thank everybody. Sure. Uh, Joe Biden. Oh, every day there's a piece of audio from Joe Biden. Remember when Joe Biden was introducing the Health and Human Services Secretary? You remember his name, John? Javier Bacaria. Javier Bacaria. It was actually R- rhymes with diarrhea. Javier Bacaria. There you go. But I, congratulations to you. You didn't call him Xavier. <laughs> you were refusing to call him Javier because it's an X. I, there's an X there. It's, it's Javier Becerra. But, all right, so he did it again today. There's a new prime minister for the British people. And uh, Joe mangles his name. Let's listen to this audio. And whether it's the United Kingdom or just today, we've got news. Rashid. Rashid. Sanook is now the prime minister. What's that? As my brother would say, go figure. <laughs> and the Conservative Party yeah. expected to become the prime minister, I think, tomorrow when he goes to see the king. Pretty astounding. A groundbreaking milestone, and it matters. I, I, so uh, it, he called him Rashu? Yeah, it's Rishi. It, the Rishi real, Sunak? Rishi Sunak, I think. Right, but you can get that part of the... Clip again, because he says Rashu, you're right. Rashu, Rashu, Sanook is now the prime Sanook. minister. Rashu Sanook. Oh, well. It's Rishi. It's Rishi. Rishi, Rishi Well, you Sunak. tell Joe that. Rishi. He called him Rashu. Rashu. Rishi. Bless you. I've heard it both ways. Come on, man. Every day. What is he of Indian descent, I believe? Yeah, he's he's a billionaire. He is. Tech he genius. suppose he has more money than the Royals. Yeah, and he earned his. He worked for one of the big uh, Wall Street firms, didn't he? Yeah. I don't know much about him. No. I mean, I, I well, why were those people cheering anyway? What do they care? Were they were they British people? I I didn't understand the excitement. 
I think the except I think because the way Biden presented it is like who knew it's not a white guy. I guess they did something really different. It was like an advancement. Really, for, that's the, he's the yeah. first to not be white, isn't he, Prime Minister? Ever in the history of the UK? So well, I think that's another uh, one of those little of check marks. None of that matters. I know, but to Biden people, they had a, they had a woman for she lasted six weeks. That was supposed to be a big deal. They had a female prime minister, and she stunk at her job. They they kicked her out. So uh, skin, color, skin color and body parts have nothing to do with how good you are at a job. Nothing. An amazing comment today, Hillary Clinton said that the right-wing extremists are going to steal the 2024 presidential election. It's remarkable in that all over that side does is pick on Trump for the whole stolen 2020 election. She's getting out in front two years earlier and claiming that they've already worked on rigging it so they can steal the 2024 presidential election. Well, she, she goes on to explain that state legislatures have come up with rules so they can overturn the results in their state and they'll be backed up by the right wing controlled Supreme Court. That's her. Look, that, that, uh, well, anyway, she did that after Trump won. She said he was illegitimate and that the Russians had rigged the election. Remember? Yes, she did. So as much as Trump does it, and he's, and he's an idiot for doing it, uh, she did it, uh, and so do a lot of the Democrats. In fact, I don't know if you've been uh, seeing or tracking this uh, Arizona governor's race, Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake is the Trump she, acolyte, right? She, yeah. She and was she, a TV anchor or something. Yeah, and, and she's really good public speaker. Oh, because 23 years of TV training. For some reason, the Johnny Ken show gets her emails. I don't know why. Well, um, so it was a great clip I saw the other day uh, because um, she's been railing about Trump and the election was stolen from Trump and reporters giving her crap about that. And she goes, you know what I got here? I got 150 references here to Democrats claiming that elections were stolen from them. And she starts reading the list. She has this thick ream of paper. Well, I know about Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams, yeah, has done that for four years. She claims uh, the last election was stolen from her, and she claims this one is going to be stolen from her. And anyway, she so Carrie Lake is going through, and she goes, oh, look at this, uh, Washington Post, uh, Los Angeles Times. Uh, Here's a column. And she starts reading. the, uh, The reporters are just staring at her dumbfounded. And she just kept going on and on. And until she basically said, you get the idea, you want me to keep going. This is what everybody's doing. Trump didn't start this. He didn't end it. He's just the one who's most persistent about it. But they have, everybody's been yelling about stolen elections for much of this decade. That's, that's the thing. And, and if they don't do that, they claim that, uh, that, that voter suppression laws have been passed. Remember uh, 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 Georgia? They pulled the uh, yes, all-star game. The all-star game, right. Right now, the turnout, just the mail turnout for the for the Georgia election is beyond everybody's expectations. Record wow. number of everybody, Republicans, Democrats, blacks, whites, numbers are at their highest level anyone could have imagined with the so-called suppression laws in place. It is total bullcrap. It is absolute lies, absolute fiction that they, that they push. You didn't see that story that uh, there were armed militiamen showing up at those ballot boxes to try to intimidate people away from voting by mail. <laughs> I saw that in the story. <laughs> the hyperbole on both sides. 
All right, when we come back, we're going to have a chance to talk to Aaron Runyon again. The Joyful Child Foundation has got its 20th anniversary celebration this year. And uh, she's going to talk about all they've done. Uh, it was her little daughter, Samantha, who was abducted and murdered over 20 years ago. And that uh, put Aaron on this path to create the Joyful Child Foundation, a wonderful nonprofit that does great things for children. We'll talk to her next. Johnny Kent, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. 20 years ago, uh, we got involved with uh, the Joyful Child Foundation, which was started by the mother of Samantha Runyon, Aaron Runyon. Uh, Samantha was killed July 15, 2002, playing in the front yard with her Kidnapped. friend. Yeah. She was, a uh, uh, man approached them asking for help and finding a lost dog. And uh, he grabbed Samantha, uh, forced her to the, into the car and drove away. And uh, then she was found dead 50 miles away. Um, and uh, at the very beginning, after that happened, I and mean, we had Aaron on a number of times on the show and helped to provide a lot of publicity uh, for her, Samantha Runyon Foundation. And it's uh, 20 years to the day since she joyful child. It's since called. she first started, joyful child. Let's get uh, let's get uh, Aaron Runyon on. Aaron, how are you? Oh, hi, I am so good. It's so good to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I don't think we've ever asked you. The name, Joyful Child, what's the origins of that? Well, um, in the days right after Samantha's abduction, we, my family and I were talking about what we were going to do to honor her. And I just kept saying she was such a joyful child. And that became kind of what I wanted the focus to be about protecting joy, not just focusing on the tragedy, but focusing on the joy of every child that we have a duty to protect. And um, that's, that's where it came from. It was, it just came to me. <laughs> that's a great, that's yeah. a great name. It really sticks in your head. I can't believe 20 years Thanks. have gone by. Right. It's, it's amazing. The, the official IRS letter is stamped October 25th and I, you know, you all have been following us since the very beginning and, um, and, and really have done a, a beautiful, I'm so grateful for how you have shared. Tell everybody what you, as it has grown. Yeah. So tell everybody you. what, what the foundation has been able to do over the 20 years, because often yeah. tragedies happen. Families start foundations. You never hear about it again. People wonder what became of the money. Uh, you know, not not yeah. that everybody's running off with it, but uh, sometimes it's not clear right. exactly what was accomplished. Why don't you talk about that? Absolutely. No, thank you. So the Joyful Child Foundation has been researching and testing and developing and implementing prevention education programs for the last 20 years. I started totally focused on adult education, and we had, had a series of adult presentations that I, I gave hundreds of speeches a year at schools across Southern California, trying to empower parents to better protect their children, specifically around predatory crimes. Um, and then I learned about what we can actually realistically teach young people. And the research shows that when you teach kids what they can realistically do, both physically and verbally, to avoid danger and get away from danger, they have a really good shot at getting away because nobody targets a child thinking that they're going to have the stuff to fight them off. 
And um, and so we developed what we call the BRAVE program, and we have a 10-lesson curriculum, and we do workshops through community partners that serve our highest-risk communities. And we reach about 25,000 children every year with the BRAVE program. And we've had lots of kids share that they have escaped abductions, assault, um, whether it's immediately after or years later. Um, I had a server at a gala a few years ago come up to me and share that her daughter got away because of BRAVE. And I had I didn't even know about it. So um, it's it's very fulfilling, and it means the world to me that our goal is, for every child to be empowered with realistic skills and knowledge to keep themselves safe. I know it's probably a, a detailed program that the kids get taught, but mm-hmm. if you had to tell a parent listening now who has a young son or daughter, uh, re- I mean, really young, yes. what, what, what yeah. would you tell a five-year-old or what should a parent tell a five-year-old that will give him at least, you know, a chance in the first few minutes, like the first reaction kind of advice? Absolutely. That's, that's a great question. Um, the, first, the first defense is our voice. So making noise. And sometimes it's, it's scary to even think about, but when we're in a state of fear, sometimes we don't even have a voice. So screaming and yelling, I don't know you, get away from me, I don't know you, is really great. But if you have to throw things to make noise, to get attention, that is super effective. We teach children what we call torpedo eyes. And they bring the tips of their fingers together and they go straight for the eyes because no matter how strong somebody is, if they're trying to take a child, they have to bend down to get them. And when they do that, a child can effectively torpedo their eyes repeatedly. And it's very hard to pick up a kid when you're getting poked in the eyes like that. So um, even though they're tiny and they may not have a lot of strength, there are skills that can shock someone enough that a child has the opportunity to run. It must that, be a difficult balance to get through to children, the, the idea not to be frightened of everybody, but also understand danger. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we really actually spend a lot of time with parents helping them understand why we don't we don't teach stranger danger, because over 90 percent of all crimes against children are perpetrated by somebody the family knows and trusts. What happened to Samantha is literally less than 1% of all child abduction, much less the bigger picture of sexual abuse and, and trafficking. Yeah. Um, so when we're, we're trying to empower our kids, really what we need to be doing is empowering them to tell us as their parents and caring adults in their family that it's okay for them to tell us no matter who it is, if anyone makes them uncomfortable, that is the number one thing we can do for the, our children is give them permission to tell you, even if it's somebody that you care about, uh, and to believe them and to promise that even if nothing else happens, that doesn't warrant a report, you are never going to leave your child alone with somebody that makes them uncomfortable. Have the parents' and, fears changed at all in recent years mm-hmm. because of all the homeless people and the drug addicts and the, just the crazy people? And there seems to be more, a lot of random incidents happening. Have, have you, yeah. are you, are you addressing that specific kind of problem or is it, is it pretty... right? Go ahead. Ah, no, that's a good question. And, and it, the dynamics have certainly changed, but in terms of how that impacts children's safety, it, it's kind of the same, you know, children are vulnerable when they're alone um, and they're vulnerable when they're alone with older people um, that we may trust. So 
giving them skills that apply to a, a variety of situations really comes down to that voice, giving them permission to be rude, that they don't have to be nice to somebody who's scaring them, that there is a line with charity, right? We want, we want to be understanding and caring about people, and mental health is a crisis in this country. That is for real. Um, but it is not our job, and it is certainly not a child's job to fix it, right? Their number one job is to keep themselves safe. And you, you give them that context, and it gives them some safety around navigating our ever, ever-changing world. <laughs> all right. Erin, we appreciate your, uh, all of your work and the organization's work over the 20 years, the Joyful Child Foundation. Thanks for talking to us again. It's joyfulchild.org to find out more about their events and to donate and their programs. Uh, congratulations on 20 years and uh, what an organization you have helped build. Thank you so much. You guys take care. All right. Good to hear uh, from that you is again. Erin Runyon. It was 20 years ago this past summer when her daughter, Samantha, was abducted uh, and uh, she was found dead 60 miles away on a hiking trail 10 days before her sixth birthday. And Erin has devoted her life, a good portion of it, to the Joyful Child Foundation in memory of her little girl. John and Ken Show, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right. Uh, yeah, the Joyful Child Foundation, they have done remarkable work in these 20 years. And it's a wonderful way for Erin Runyon to devote her life uh, to her little daughter, Samantha, who was abducted and murdered 20 years ago this past summer in Orange County. Uh, I was right. I was right, or so it appears. One of the stories that broke late last week that got a lot of attention is that there was a car buried on the property of a $15 million mansion in Atherton, California. Apparently, some landscapers came to this home. It's a 12,000-square-foot mansion to do some work, and they're in the backyard digging around, and they realized, uh-oh, clink. There may be a car here. And sure enough, they dug up a car, a Mercedes. And of course, immediately, attention focused on the possibilities of a dead body. Well, the cadaver dogs came and they picked up the scent of perhaps human remains. But the update is no human remains yet. However, we did find out that the man who used to own that property is Johnny Boktoon Lu. A man that has a history of murder and fraud. He died in 2015, but one of the stories about him is that he one time had a yacht sunk for insurance money. So we found out that he reported the car stolen in 1992 from the Stanford Shopping Center, and he collected $87,000 from insurance for it. 87000 was- in 1992? What kind of Mercedes was this? Very high-end. Yeah. I I don't know if it was brand new what year it was, but uh, the San Mateo County DA revealed that today. It was a, oh, it says the convertible Mercedes-Benz was nearly new. It could have been, it is $100,000 is a lot for a car in 1992, even high-end. It's nothing today for a Tesla, but (laughs) in 1992. But that would be worth probably double that now. Yeah, maybe it was um, some sort of, I mean, convertible classic design that, would be very expensive and desirable. Now, they're still wondering why the cadaver dogs continued to pick up the scent of human blood or bones over the weekend when the Mercedes was towed away, but they have still found no signs of any human remains. 
They excavated the car completely. Uh, it was buried with the top down and loaded with bags of cement. Because he was accused of killing people in the past. He was. It was strange stories, as I remember, that he was involved with. But uh, I just can't believe he'd go through the trouble of burying a Mercedes just for insurance money. Because you could make that car disappear a whole lot easier. Uh, easier, different ways, right? right. I mean, right. You, you, you dig a hole for a you dig a hole for a body. I don't know. He died in 2015 at age 77. He sold that property in 2014. While one cadaver dog might make a mistake with multiple dogs, it seems unusual, according to one of the investigators. We're going to try to find out any trace DNA or blood or anything like that around the car or with the concrete that's in there. Uh, He agrees with you, John. The simple story of insurance fraud doesn't add up. The Mercedes was no more than a year old or so when Lou reported it stolen. If he collected the insurance, the amount he paid for it, what's the gain? That's a good question. Yeah. Unless he, unless he, did he buy the car like on lease or something? Yeah, but then he wouldn't know. get the insurance could, money. That's you right. Could, he you wouldn't could, get the money. You could have somebody drive the car out into the woods or the desert and set it on fire. I mean, you know, it, it's a lot. Oh, of well, the investigator says, what if he bought it with something phony, like he was laundering money or something right. like that? It, yeah. That, it's kind of a complicated. Way I mean, to do I'm, it. you know, usually trying to figure out what a crazy, why a crazy person does what they do is, is pointless. You know, they're crazy. They're not acting right. rationally, but it's just so much work to dig a hole that big. And you're right. In, your in, 19, in the 1960s, he was convicted of second-degree murder in the shooting death of his girlfriend in L.A. But it got overturned after problems surfaced with the evidence. In the 1970s, he served a short sentence for two counts of attempted murder, a short sentence. And in 1999, was charged with insurance fraud. And that's when he paid the agent's money to uh, sink his yacht. Yeah, I, mean, I wonder I- how he made his money. He's got a yacht and a Mercedes, and does I mean, it say here? I'm trying to figure out if he, uh, yeah, if he, yeah. where he made the money. How, okay, how could he afford all the? I mean, he must be must have stolen a lot of money one way or the other. Right. I mean, with all the convictions he had, how how is he going to have a job responsible enough to pay him that kind of money? Uh, they thought he might have some mob connections, or yeah, you know, there's probably his whole life is a great story. <laughs> that's really his daughter said something but she didn't think she said that she didn't think it was anything criminal uh his daughter is still alive and said something about him when uh, she was reached well you leave a door open everybody walks in uh conway and thompson ding dong ding and dong by the way, uh, before we get into pitching what's on tonight, man, I listen to every day when you were talking about that Samantha, Samantha Runyon and her mom. Her mom's name is Erin, right? Erin, yes. Man, I listened to every day 20 years ago. Uh, that was must-listen-to radio to get updates every day. I think, was it Mike Corona? Was he the sheriff? He was he the was. sheriff. Oh, yeah, good knowledge. And then he got a little side-raised. Yes, yeah. yes. He was America's sheriff for That's a while. That's right, yeah. He and Larry King, and Larry King said, this is America's sheriff. That's right. stuck. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, he ended up in prison. Yeah, he he ended up in prison? Oh, five yeah. and a half years, yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Served time for corruption. Man, I, I like that. Good old-fashioned dirty cops. I like those guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did he do? What did he do to get thrown in the... Um, I think it was... Was it bribes, John, or something? Wow. He was indicted on federal corruption. He used his office for personal gain. Uh, well, what else are you going to use it for? Yeah, I thought that's the American <laughs> way. Yeah. Uh, we used the show for personal gain. He also had a mistress, <laughs> something to, to do with his... And that's uh, illegal now? 
<laughs> but I remember yeah, you, prison you better get out of here. <laughs> I'm working on You better it. hit the road. I, I distinctly remember him up on a cliff saying, this is all of our daughters. And that was really moving when he talked oh, about her. Oh, yeah. That's what yeah, yeah. No, there was a fame. reason he got so much attention. They were talking he... about him for governor and stuff. Yes. Yeah, that's right. The man could give a speech. Yeah. Remember, we went to lunch yeah. with but him. But apparently could also take a bribe. We did. We had a lunch with Mike Corona. Yes. Is that when the they downfall were... started? They were... <laughs> yeah, maybe. We recorded it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild man uh, you guys should uh, be very proud of that though i mean it was everybody tuned in to get updates on that it was the whole, worst summer ever uh powerball winnings on a lighter note here are up to a 700 million dollars yeah, i gotta buy tickets again yeah you gotta buy tickets whatever um mcdonald's announced that the mcrib is back on the menu for a limited time uh, which is cool, right? All of our, our listeners are just eating fast food. Yeah. <laughs> Mark? The McRib. It, what is in yeah, the McRib? Mark loves it's it. Not, it's no... Uh, I, heard, it, I heard a pretty good line about the McRib. Uh, you know, they said they were going to take toys away from the Happy Meals because it, you know, it entices kids to get that meal, and it's not really that great for them. And, he's, and, he, and they said because McDonald's is very concerned about their patrons. And the guy said, well, if McDonald's is really concerned about their patrons, when the McRib is out, they'd put a five-point harness seatbelt on their toilets. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> Mark is waiting for the McHale. That's Are they coming out with a McHale? Oh, how dare you? How dare you? I just say McNo all the time <laughs> to everything. Everything on the uh, You know McDonald's, McDonald's doesn't have a salad anymore? They did have it for a short time. Yeah, they've, 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 for a while. Well, they who, mixed it? Who goes there for a salad? A salad. Yeah, man. but th that's when they started to admit that their food wasn't great, when they introduced the salad. They should have never introduced the salad. Yeah, I had it a couple of times. It wasn't bad. I love McDonald's. It's my favorite place to go. Uh, James Corden addresses his uh, craziness in the restaurant, uh, and we'll uh, play that audio. <laughs> I guess you can't get yeah, crazy. Yeah, I went to that restaurant last summer. What is it? Is it... Uh, Balthazar. Is Balthazar? it Russian food? It's a high-end no. steak place, I think. Yeah, right? it kind of is, right. Any good? I had like a breakfast omelet because I was there in the morning. Did they make uh, your omelet properly? It was. Yeah, <laughs> that's, right, to... that's why his complaint was. Yeah, that's right. I think his wife. I don't remember was... any problems there. Mm. I sat outside on the sidewalk. It was nice. I, you didn't I throw. You didn't throw it at anybody. I, someone had told me to go there, so I went there. But I. Yeah. The thing I about it, he, he uh, got the blowback and he apologized. But in the interim, a bunch of other restaurants have come forward with people who've had bad experiences with James Corden. <laughs> oh, is that so, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden, it's like, uh, no, 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 dude, you're not done with the one apology. Yeah. He complained <laughs> about the McRib. I understand. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.